0: In the interest of community service, Power ADA presents live talk shows to inform, enlighten, and to stimulate thought and dialogue. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of KCEP or the EOB. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Or call in and participate at 647-3688. Funding for Community Partners for Better Health. On KCEP, Power 88 is underwritten by the Southern Nevada Health District. And here is your host...
1: Good morning, Las Vegas, and welcome to A Healthier Tomorrow. I'm Will Rucker, and I am so excited for today's program. We've got two amazing guests that are going to be helping us, guess what, live healthier. So make sure everybody knows that A Healthier Tomorrow is on the air. Tell your neighbors, tell your cousins, tell your friends, even tell the folks you don't like too much to tune in right now because we have news that they can use. As always, The A Healthier Tomorrow program is sponsored by the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the Southern Nevada Health District. Flu season is here. Everyone six months and older should get a flu vaccine each year, especially those who are more vulnerable, like babies, older adults and people with certain chronic health conditions. Free or low cost flu vaccines are offered at community locations across the valley. For more information, call the Southern Nevada Health District at 702-759-0850 Or visit snhd.info slash flu. All right. With that, I'd like to welcome our first guest. She is no stranger to the Healthier Tomorrow program. And she is the executive director of the American Lung Association right here in Southern Nevada. Welcome to the program, Ms. Shannon Proctor. Good morning, Shannon.
0: Good morning, Will. Thanks for having me back. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, So glad you could join today. Uh, for the listeners that, that don't know you, could you tell a little bit about what you do?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, like you said, I'm the executive director for the American Lung Association here in Nevada. And basically, our mission is to improve lung health and to improve the air quality for all of us. So, you know, if you can't breathe, nothing else matters. And so we're here fighting to make sure that um, those who are battling with the lung disease get the resources and the support that they need to improve their quality of life. And those of us who who don't yet have lung disease um, prevent getting so. So um, just fighting for the air that we all breathe and making sure we, we all have a healthier tomorrow. So that's why I'm here. Awesome.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you for throwing in the show name. That's amazing. <laughs> So October is a very special month for the Lung Association because October is Healthy Lung Month. So this was founded to educate the public about the importance of protecting our lungs against all kind of disease, right? But particularly air pollution, smoking, neglect. We all have lungs, so this should matter to each and every one of us. And you're doing a lot of work right now on lung cancer in particular. Could you share a little bit about that?
0: yes 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 thank you will yes lung health is so important and i applaud you for having later on the show talking about flu vaccines i got mine go get yours that's important as well but um but yeah you know lung cancer is still the number one cancer killer of americans um and so we at the American Lung Association are really trying to, you know, make people aware of that and also make people aware that if you have lungs, you can get lung cancer. For years and years, people just automatically assumed I've never smoked. There's no way I can have lung cancer. And unfortunately, um that's not the case. And so we really want people to be aware um, that we are all vulnerable to lung cancer. But there are ways to... Um, uh, to detect it early so that your survivability is is increased and so that's what we're trying to educate people about
1: awesome because early detection certainly is key it is so let me ask this what is this the significance of dedicating an entire month to lung health i know your entire year is dedicated to it but why do you think it's important for us to actually dedicate this month to lung health
0: I mean, there are so many things that impact our lungs, right? There there are um, allergies, there's asthma that people don't really recognize as a lung disease, right? So many of our citizens here in Nevada have asthma. There's COPD, there's pulmonary fibrosis, there's, you know wildfire smoke that we have that covers our city um from time to time we need to focus on clean indoor air so a lot of us are spending more time at home so making sure that the air we breathe in our homes and our schools and our workplaces that that's clean indoor air you know it's really really true if you've ever seen someone um that you love that you care about battle to breathe Um, It is the worst thing you ever want to see. And so with you can't breathe, nothing else truly matters. And so lung health is health. And we just need to get people to understand that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for the work that you're doing and and the education you provide and facilitate. Uh, You got some events coming up. Can we, we talk about that? We do, we do.
0: So um we have our Cycle for Air Challenge, which is um the Great Dam Ride. It is a bike event, so we'll be riding our bikes from Hemingway Park in Boulder City, um, through the city of Henderson and back up near the Hoover Dam, hence the name the Great Dam Ride. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have we have a number of courses, um, a metric century, which is about 62 miles, um, a 40 mile course, and then a family ride that's up to 13 miles. You can do as much or as little of that <laughs> together as you want. And we encourage, you know, families to come out and do that. Moms and dads and, and the kids come on out and ride together. Um, again, it's our opportunity to raise awareness about the importance of clean air. Um, but do it while we're outside riding bikes and having fun together as well.
1: I love um, it. The so ne- I will be joining the family ride version and I'll <laughs> do the right. first two blocks. Does that work? That
0: works perfectly. That works perfectly.
1: Okay, perfect. This is
0: literally a ride for people of, you know, if you're a novice rider or an experienced rider, um, everybody is really welcome. And you can learn more about that event at greatjamride.org. Uh, um and then after that our famous scale the strat is coming back um the last sunday in february and for those um not familiar scale the strat is a stair climb challenge um, one of our fight for air events um to the 108th floor of the strat on the las vegas strip quite the workout all over your body, but definitely gives you an idea of what it's like to struggle to breathe because you definitely gives your give your lungs quite the workout as you're climbing those 1,455 stairs to the top. So um it's a favorite event here in Las Vegas and we're excited to come back for our 15th year for Scale the Strat. And uh you can learn more about that at scalethestrat.org.
1: Awesome, so that one I will do the full 1,400 <laughs>
0: You've upstairs. done it several times actually Which is amazing, I applaud you Every time I see you do it It's, it's one of my favorite a
1: things no, it, it is a challenge, <laughs> but what's what's So remarkable is, is about halfway Through, you're like, is this Ever going to end And then they have these cool signs Posted, you're tall as the Empire State Building You've passed the, the Statue of Liberty So it makes it fun And you feel a sense of accomplishment the entire way through and when you get to the top you truly do appreciate something that most of us take for granted which is every single breath
0: every single breath exactly exactly and all of this is just to raise money for our missions and to help us spread the word Um, again you know lung cancer it can affect us all but You know, smoking is um, a high-risk activity for lung cancer, but there is lung cancer screening. You know, just with a low-dose CT scan, um, it can be found early when it's most treatable. And so lung cancer does not have to be a death sentence. Um, You just need to talk to your doctor or call the American Lung Association, right, and we can help um, get you the information you need to talk to your doctor about being screened. Um, unfortunately, here in Nevada, we are only screening one percent of our most at-risk um, citizens for lung cancer. Um, the American Lung Association puts out a report every November, the State of Lung Cancer, and one of the things that they rank there is is screening nationally, right? And Nevada ranks, I think, second to the last in that rating. I think we're fifty out of fifty-one. Um, and, and I know people in Las Vegas and we don't like to be last, right? Look at, look at our nights, look at the aces, right? We want to be number one. We don't want to be last and we definitely don't want to be last in something that is about saving lives of our loved ones. So I just encourage everyone, if you want to know more about the low dose CT scan, about the lung cancer screening, or if you're curious, if you're eligible for the CT scan, you can go to um, uh, savedbythescan.org. Again, that's savedbythescan.org. And there's a simple questionnaire that you can take, answer a few questions to see if you currently qualify for the lung cancer screening. Um, and then if you do, you can even print off a certificate to take right to your doctor so that you're not trying to reiterate the information you just hand it to them, let them know according to the American Lung Association, you qualify to be screened for lung cancer. Um, and again, we're always here to support and to provide information should anybody need that.
1: Awesome. So that's savedbythescan.org. The quiz is easy and short and gives you those results. Uh, for anyone that's wondering, if you have smoked, your age 50 to 80 or so, and you have a 20-pack year smoking history, and you currently smoke or have quit within the past 15 years, you are recommended to get an annual screening for lung cancer. Go so ahead. not just once but do it every single year uh, just to make sure that if something does develop, it is caught early and you can live a healthy rest of your long, long life. Definitely, definitely. Excellent. Well, Shannon, well, how do folks get in touch with you and learn more about the organization?
0: Well, definitely. You can give us a call here locally or you can call our 1-800 number. That's one 800 long usa um, You can email us. At nv, nv, info, at lung.org. Um, or you can, like I said, find more information and resources on our website, which is www.lung.org. Um, yeah, uh, we're, we're here to help. Please reach out if you have any questions, not just about lung cancer, but if, you know, you need resources and information about, um, asthma and your asthma care, you have a loved one with COPD. Um, You have questions about the flu vaccine, right? You can give us a call and we we can help answer those questions. Um, And so we're here for you in the community. So definitely reach out and think of us as your extended family.
1: Awesome. Well, Shannon Proctor, Executive Director of the American Lung Association in Nevada, thank you so much for joining us on the Healthier Tomorrow program. As always, the Healthier Tomorrow radio program is brought to you by the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion at the Southern Nevada Health District. This flu season, Help keep yourself, your family, and our community healthy by getting a flu vaccine. It's the best protection against the flu. Free or low-cost vaccines are offered at community locations across the valley. For more information, call the Southern Nevada Health District at 702-759-8050 or visit snhd.info slash flu. All right, with that, I'd like to welcome our next guest, someone that is new to the show, but not new to us because she's been in the community doing some amazing work for a long time. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Oh, hi. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Lily Davalos, and I am a health educator for the Office of Chronic Disease Prevention and Health Promotion. And I've been in this role for about a year now. I'm very excited. And over this past year, I've been focusing on efforts to educate and promote COVID-19 and the flu.
1: Awesome. George sweet. I like it. <laughs> but, Lily, there's a lot more to you. You're also um, a, a rebel.
2: Yes. <laughs> that is something new. Um, this semester, I did start my Ph.D. program in public health at UNLV with a specific focus in social behavioral
1: health. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. So thank you for for coming into the studio and uh, being on the show this week. We've got a lot to talk about. It's flu season. And as we, we send in the sponsor message like this is this is a big topic. So let's start right off with vaccines. What vaccines are recommended this fall?
2: Right, that's totally correct. So one thing to notice is, well, I think we're all pretty much aware that respiratory infections, they do peak in the fall or in the winter, in the colder months. This is when a lot of respiratory viruses do spread. And luckily for us, vaccination does help reduce severe illness and risk of hospitalization. So we do have these tools for us to help us live happy, healthier lives. And what's really exciting about this year is that for the first time, Vaccines will be available for three serious respiratory illnesses. So that includes COVID-19, the flu, and RSV.
1: All right. So let's talk about vaccines for just a moment because you know, uh, you did a lot of work with COVID-19. You're a part of that. And you know, people have questions. So let's, let's just kind of get to the baseline. Are, are these vaccines safe?
2: Yes, they're very safe. They've been thoroughly tested through various organi- various federal organizations. There's a lot of oversight. So yes, they are safe and they are effective.
1: And why do we have to get one every year?
2: Well, viruses are a little tricky. They do evolve. They change a little bit. So we have to make sure that we have the most updated immunity to be able to fight against these respiratory viruses that change all the time.
1: That makes sense to me. So let's, let's talk about the virus. Let's look at RSV first.
2: Yes, so RSV, it stands for respiratory syncytial virus, but RSV for short, is easier to say. Um, this is a common respiratory virus that it usually causes, you know, mild cold-like symptoms. For most people that experience it, it kind of comes and goes. However, we do find that groups that are most vulnerable to its severe outcomes are those that are like infants and older adults. And as we've seen, they are most likely to develop severe RSV and may oftentimes need hospitalizations. And there was an RSV vaccine that was approved this year. It was approved in May 2023. And it's right now it's only recommended for adults 60 plus, children under eight months, and then pregnant persons between
1: 32 to 36 weeks of pregnancy. Awesome. So this is a newer vaccine then. Right. Okay, I yeah, I learned something today. I th- yeah. I thought we've been doing this.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it recently came out, and I think there was there's been a need for RSV for a while, but luckily a, a formulations come out that is safe and effective for these groups that
1: are most vulnerable to its severe outcomes. Awesome. Now with COVID, I know we get the the flu shot and COVID together. Can we do that with RSV as well?
2: As of right now, it's recommended that it's taken alone because we do need a little bit more research to know if RSV could be administered with another vaccine. So as of right now, the recommendation that we have today is that if you want to get an RSV shot, it should be given separately from any other vaccine.
1: Okay. Well, that that's just fine. We we can make two trips to, to the pharmacy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun.
1: Okay. Good. Well, let's shift to flu. Let's talk about that because this is this is the one most people know about. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we are just so accustomed to it, we don't think it's a big deal. So tell us a little bit about the flu.
2: Yeah. So as you mentioned, flu is something that we experience every year. It happens, you know, we're, we're no strangers to flu. However, we have to also take a minute to Consider that it's still it's still going on. It's still a, a serious respiratory viruses. And within the last flu season, the one that happened between 2022 to 2023, um, the CDC estimates that there was between 17,000 to 98,000 flu related deaths. Wow. So that like thousands of folks in our country have died due to complications to the flu so it is still something that we experience and i know it doesn't necessarily make like splashy news but it's still something that we should be mindful of
1: awesome and we've got someone else in the studio i want to bring on the air Uh, my fabulous co-host alisa howard welcome good morning Good morning. Now, this time last year, you were actually a guest talking about this same subject. So I know you've got a few questions for Lily.
3: I was. And I think we were still virtual. We were still virtual. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I was um, I had the flu uh, contract with the health district. So I've been doing this work for a little while, but you probably know way more than me Um, with the flu happening in RSV and COVID. They're calling it the triple threat. I just heard you speak about RSV. What should people be doing? I heard you talk about the vaccines and getting them separately. But is there anything else that people should be doing? Should we be social distancing again? Should we be putting masks back on?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great question. And that's one that I get very often. As of now, there is no evidence to suggest that we should be putting on masks. However, it is a personal choice. So that's something that you feel safe safer doing going you know public transportation going about your day you could definitely wear a mask that's definitely up to an individual person but as of right now there is no mask mandate and there is no social distancing requirement
3: at this time okay that's perfect because i keep one in my purse Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) i I will put a mask on in a minute (laughs) (laughs) you you over there coughing you sniffling yes why don't you have a mask here here take mine
3: (laughs) and how can we do a better job of informing people without being rude of course and without being in our professional element all the time about washing their hands
2: yeah that's a that was a big one and i do think that at least during the peak of the covid19 pandemic i was really happy to that there's a lot of messaging around how to properly wash your hands because that's something that we should still be doing. Thank you. Right, like proper (laughs) hand-washing etiquette that never goes out of style. That should be like an ongoing thing Yes. Like we could continue now and
3: forever, I would say. So I was in a coffee shop the other day. I will not name names. I was in a coffee shop the other day and someone was just coughing and stuff was coming up and I'm like, my eyes are like focused like what is going on right now I didn't want to stare but it is a thing right because we're so super uh conscious right about the fact that COVID just happened a pandemic happened and now we're kind of super vigilant and you don't want to demonize anyone but at the same time I'm a public health professional so I was just like what do I say what do I do is this like my job to say something (laughs) so do you ever have anything like that happen to you Yes. I've seen that a few times. I have the same challenge. I don't know what to step in. I know. It's it's like one of those things like you don't want to, you know, just always throw your profession around like, hey, I'm in public health. I just wanted to let you know you should probably cover your mouth. But you do want to say that.
1: Well, here's (laughs) what I want to say. If I appreciate you taking the attempt to cover your mouth. That's that's step one. Thank you. Yes. And if you're coughing or something, cough until your elbow crack. Yes. Don't (laughs) cough all over your hands and then touch me
3: great I mean tip. or a touch
1: things I'm sorry it's not just about me but i got you reminded me we're professional
3: yeah. Okay. So, yeah great tip cough into your elbow to the crease of your elbow that's a lot of things okay. that people don't know yeah. they haven't been taught that so are there any other tips that we can give to the public and I was yeah that's an excellent one I like how
2: you said elbow crack I never heard it that way before I think it's great and I also think another is to be mindful of your own self right because yeah. we do get the the message of staying home if you're sick and that's particularly important and if you can because i know in some situations you might not be able to stay home but i think that's really important to consider how you know our own you know our own situation could affect the community so that's like another big thing too
3: and i just want us to all um as i'm all about human wellness overall i just want us all to be conscious about other people right we don't know what other things are going on uh, health-wise in someone's right. life and we're spreading germs And there's lots of elderly people in our city and we need to take care of them and we need to take care of our little ones, our little kids, but also just regular our age. Right. We need to take care of each other. And how we do that is by being mindful of there's other people around me. If I'm out in public, I should cover my mouth. If I'm out, you know, with my elbow, whatever, sneeze into my elbow, whatever that looks like. I've seen some people take their shirt and sneeze into their, you know, into their shirt, whatever that looks like for you. But just be mindful of other human beings. I think that's how we stop pandemics from even starting. I'm all about prevention. And I think that's um, something that we should be talking about on this show is lots of prevention. That's
1: right. Absolutely. (laughs) So, Lily, I do want to know because we're halfway through October unbelievable right uh when's the best time to actually get vaccinated
2: well the best time is between is anywhere between september and october as that way it'll allow your body to develop those antibodies to fight off any flu that you may come across in the in the winter months so all that to say is that now is a good time Mm
3: -hmm. you know getting
2: the vaccine now it is available now in pharmacies and in community clinics
3: And you do have to make an appointment at the health district, correct? Yes. And I know I have an appointment at another facility, but I did have to make an appointment. So that's something you want to be uh, mindful of is having to make an appointment. um, If you want your flu vaccine between now and October, because there may be a wait. Um, But also, doesn't the flu last until about May? Yes. Yes. Flu season,
2: typically it gets tracked from now until the end of May. That's when we track, you know, um, hospitalizations, deaths, illnesses.
3: And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people think it stops after winter is over.
2: No, it <laughs> continues on. And it also, it does spread most often during like the colder months. And one thing that I think is really fascinating is that this is a global effort mm-hmm. to track the flu. I know in the United States, we actually look at... The winter season in Australia, because they experienced their winter season during like the June and July. They experienced it differently. Mm. So we look at what's going on over there. What what flu viruses were most prevalent in that country at that time? And that's how we formulate our vaccines here.
3: That's interesting. For sharing that. yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know that. It's a global effort. We all have to work together. Absolutely. Every
3: year. Absolutely. I'm glad that you said that.
1: Yeah, because it it is there's science behind it. It's not just like throwing darts at a virus. See, which one we're going to use this year. It, right. There there is some structure to it.
3: And we've had a 100 years. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> practicing the flu, right?
1: absolutely Versus COVID, we've only had a couple years. So let's talk about COVID. So we've got to get another vaccine, right?
2: Yes. Yes. So on September 12th, so A month ago, I would say the CDC recommended the latest COVID-19 vaccine. So there is an updated one available for everyone. This one, it it most closely targets the Omicron variant. I know that we have been looking at that variant for a while. And this vaccine, it will provide, it will provide better protection against severe illness from COVID-19.
1: Awesome. Well, I mean, we've got to do what we got to do. It is, as Elisa mentioned, thinking about other folks. So just, just close your eyes and think about a loved one while they – it's a really fast yeah. shot, too. Like, it's really quick.
2: Yeah. It's, and then also, if something this is you're interested in, you could also get the COVID-19 and the flu shot at the same
3: visit. So while you're there, you could get both. So I'm glad that you said that because um I have elderly parents, mm-hmm. and they asked – you know me of course should i go get my covid vaccine and they told me i can get the flu at the same time i told them to you know of course listen to their doctors um but whatever they felt comfortable they said they can get them on each side right yes you get them on each
2: side or 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 the or the same side some folks also kind of choose to wait between one shot to another yeah, it's, it's like personal preference, too. And
3: that's what I say is yeah. personal, personal preference. If you feel like you can take two shots at a time, you know, um, if it's something you want to come back for either way, it'll still be in your body. Um, And so it, I just told them, just do what you, your right mind tells
1: you to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so as we wrap up, can you give us an overview of where we are with COVID today?
2: Right. So nationally, there has been an increase in COVID-19 hospitalizations this year. I know it's made some headlines and it, it was slowly increasing during the months between July to September. Right. However, it most recently started decreasing. So we are seeing some like trends going up and down a little bit. But just, you know, to give some perspective, the, the most current data that I was able to find was the week ending in September 30th. And during that time, there was a little over 18,000 hospitalizations nationwide and 615 deaths. Wow. So that happened within that last week of September. So even though I know that we are three years into this pandemic, or a little over three years into this pandemic, COVID-19 is still spreading. It is still causing hospitalization and death. And one thing too that I also do want to bring up is that co- that the CDC reported within the latest figures that COVID-19 represents the third leading cause of death. Wow. Wow. Number three, and it's only been around for let's. OK, like over three years, just right. the fact that it's been around for that amount of time and it has ranked up to number three. It's a really big problem.
3: That's a really big problem yeah. for it to be three already.
1: That, that is. I, I did not realize that. So for folks to think COVID is over, you just learn it is not. So get your RSV, get your FLU. And get your CV19. Uh, that's the RSV flu and COVID-19. So awesome. <laughs> I well, Lily, thank you so much for coming on to A Healthier Tomorrow. Um, always a pleasure talking with you, my fellow rebel. Ah, uh,
3: yes.
2: <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> happening here. And, Lisa, thank you, as always, for being a fabulous, I'm going to call you co-pilot on this.
3: Because <laughs> I just fly on in. <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> this has been A Healthier Tomorrow. I am Will Rucker. I'm Alisa Howard and as I always remind you you are not just a drop in the ocean you are the entire ocean in a drop and what you do matters so live compassionately we'll see you next month